Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I am here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, last week, I think it was, I said I was going to do creepy quotes to start the show off with. Mm-hmm. Well, the only ones I can find, the only ones that are out there that are quote-unquote creepy are serial killer quotes yeah and i was like that's boring so what i know there's a an abundance of on the internet are stupid jokes (laughs) so i'm gonna start with a stupid joke what did the pirate say on his 80th birthday arg something i'm 80 Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> that's funny, though. Okay, good. I thought it was, too. It cracked me up. So, okay. Uh, Laura wrote in a, a few stories, actually. And these are... Um, one, is for, one is hers, and then she's got two friends' stories that nice. she wrote in. So I'm going to read that. Um, she actually also wrote in her favorite episode... So, thank you, Laura, for writing that in. And everyone else, we need your favorite episodes, your favorite moments, um, funny things that we've said. You can write that in. Um, what was oh, I just said something earlier. Oh, if you have any questions for us, if you want us to answer any questions, email those in. Uh, ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. So, her first story... She says, I have to tell first my own story about our cat who passed away a few years ago. He was put down in our home so he could be, so he could spend his last moments in his own chair with his, with familiar people and smells. Um, And she could cry freely in her own home, which is sad. Mm -hmm. After his death, me and my husband felt many times like our cat was walking on our bed during the night, which he used to do. And it was odd. We checked so many times the bed to see if there was the cat somehow uh there never was and my cat woke up a few times hearing him purring very loudly hmm. this was all not scary or this wasn't scary because we think maybe his soul stayed with us for a while who knows he's buried in our yard under the apple tree oh which i had a similar experience i had um i had back surgery I had a herniated disc when I was 18 and I had at the time now it's a freaking outpatient surgery so you can go (laughs) in and like walk out well I had to in 1999 lay on my back for six weeks which sucked um but at the time I was staying at our parents house and you've got to remember I was I was drugged at the time and the drugs I was taking made me not sleep at all they they kept me awake and i had i had to lay there so it's yeah it sucked but um well at the time we had a cat because i was i was staying with with our you know our parents my mom or our mom was taking care of me and we had a cat and i i felt the cat jump up on the bed and lay down like i felt him lay down and the the blankets compressed where my leg was Mm -hmm. and you know i couldn't really move so i kind of like scooted my hand as far down as i could to where i had felt him lay down Mm -hmm. and there was nobody there there was no cat there 
so weird. but yeah i mean it was distinct i felt him jump up on the bed and lay down right mm-hmm. next to you know like kind of up against my leg yeah i totally felt that and when i went to go pet him there wasn't anything there <laughs> so yeah ghost cats that's weird i know okay her next one laura's next one one of my friends told me when he was young he used to drive a motocross bike in their woods one day he tried to jump over a big stone and thought the bike would fly in one nice long jump but at the same time as he was landing there was a car coming on the road he was sure he was going to land straight in front of this car suddenly he felt like someone had pushed him right to the other way which was impossible in his mind and he landed away from this car he still remembered the driver's face who saw him jumping straight towards his car but then he didn't he was absolutely sure there was an angel or something prote- protecting him <laughs> that gave me goosebumps <laughs> um she said this one wasn't very spooky but still interesting uh, she said, my, friends got, my friend got sick. I mean, very sick. She thought this disease would go away as she was taking the drugs and treatments the doctor told her to do and that she would be fine again. But one day she was walking to her work. Suddenly a male voice said to her loudly, this isn't over yet. As she turned, there wasn't anyone around. She was sick over 10 years after this until she got well, but she thinks this voice gave her a warning and helped her to deal with the disappointment of not getting well as soon as she thought. So he was like, "Um, you still got a long way to go. Yeah. That's crazy. So thank you so much, Laura, for writing in. We really, really appreciate it. You have no idea what it means to us. Oh, it means a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah. going back to that story, though. Yeah. What? I want to know who is talking to us. I know. I mean, there's so many stories where people hear people talking to them and there's nobody around. Who there's, are they? Right. There's either nobody there or they hear it from in, in their own yes. head. Yeah. I know. And I mean, well, and that kind of reminds me of a little bit. Remember when I told my story about the mirror that I was trying to find? Mm-hmm. I never told anyone that I was looking for that mirror. Yeah. I never told anyone. I never asked anyone about it. I never, you know, I never said anything to anybody, but somehow she knew I wanted that mirror. Mm-hmm. So they're totally in our heads, which is the scariest thing. Mm. Was, I feel sorry for anyone that's in my head. Oh my Let's God, me too. That. Yeah. <laughs> they probably go in there and be like, oh my fucking God, I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that's crazy though. I mean, it was it a guardian angel? Was it someone looking after her? Was it you know? I mean, who knows? It could be someone from another dimension. It could have been her, like some kind of subconscious. Maybe who knows? Yeah, some who part knows? of her brain that kicked in that doesn't usually. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. That is weird. But yeah, I, I mean. we'll never know that's crazy okay so next i have um oh my god my parents are gonna kill me stories Mm -hmm. instead of embarrassing moments or whatever so first one when i was 11 i was home alone and wanted some s'mores so i went outside and made what i thought was a safe little fire surrounded by rocks 
Wrong. Oh, no. The embers ignited some leaves under my parents' deck, and I watched in horror as their house went up in the (gasps) biggest motherfucking flames I'd ever seen. Oh, my God. My parents were loving and supportive after finding out I was alive, but less than thrilled of my idiocy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he burnt the house down. Could you imagine what he was feeling at that moment? No, It had to have been horrible. It was like out-of-body fear, I'm sure. I mean, oh, oh my god, oh my god, like... I'm even thinking about it. I'm like panicking. I can't even imagine. Oh my God. Okay, next one. For a month, I kept secretly taking the internet cord from my parents' room and running it into the living room to plug it into the TV box. Well, I was washing the dishes one day when my dad started reading aloud the porn titles on the bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, next one. I was 17 when I drove my girlfriend home from school, and we ended up in the shower together. Just as we turned the water off, we heard her dad opening the front door of the house. Well, my truck was in the driveway, so of course he knew I was there. He came stomping down the the hallway and banged on the bathroom door, and my girlfriend, wearing nothing but a towel, lied her ass off, saying that I was at a nearby friend's house. Meanwhile, there I was, hiding behind the shower curtain, terrified, frozen, shriveled, and preparing to meet the hereafter. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, next one. I was texting my brother for help with something and called my mom a bitch in the text message. Then I accidentally sent it to my mom. Oh my god, I would kill my kids. Yeah, you don't do that. No. Especially don't put it in writing. I mean, don't be that stupid. (laughs) Next one. I was 14 years old when I entered the computer room to see my father staring at the erotic sex story I had written about my religion teacher. Oh. I yipped in fear and turned completely white. Then my father turned around, looked at me, and lost his shit laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be embarrassing. Uh, I bet that parent was loving it, though. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Okay, I was bored and started throwing tiny firecrackers into the toilet. The fuses on the first few just burned up inside the toilet bowl, but on the third throw, I missed the bowl and the firecracker landed on the edge of the toilet. Well, the fuse started up, and as it fell into the bowl, I expected a huge splash, so I ran out of the bathroom. But as soon as I heard the explosion, I knew something wasn't right. So I opened the door, and lo and behold, the bottom of the toilet was completely blown off. (gasps) The walls and the ceiling were covered with water and gunpowder. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would kill my kid. Oh, they would be in so much trouble. (laughs) Uh, Next one. A friend and I snuck out of the house past curfew and thought we would make it back in undetected we slid through the dark house without waking the dog and eased my normally um, creaky bedroom door open after we slipped in we latched it quietly and turned on the light saying fuck yeah we did it my mom was sitting on my bed (laughs) (laughs) no matter what they think oh yeah moms know yeah we're not stupid not even a little bit we've all done it oh yeah (laughs) 
whatever you do or think about doing i have already done exactly it. now our mother on the other hand she didn't do that kind of stuff so <laughs> no well not that we know of who knows what she didn't tell us that's true who knows there were so many times though that i would say i'm staying the night at my friend's house and then we totally weren't there yeah i did that too i mean she had to have known she had to have known if she knew she would have said something are you sure she well, trusted yeah, we would have gotten in trouble are you sure because she trusted us if she knew what i was doing oh i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know we'll never know anyway next one <laughs> when my husband was younger he and his brothers were wrestling with the new youth pastor they pushed him into a wall and his butt made a hole well since the butt was close to the gr- what <laughs> i said since the butt was close to the hole when it's supposed to be since the hole is close to the ground they just leaned a portrait of jesus over it which hid the hole for 10 years oh my god that pastor told the story during our wedding ceremony when he married us 13 years later Ah, that's great (laughs) (laughs) okay next one when i was 14 years old my mom left me and my eight-year-old brother home alone to run an errand well my little brother pissed me off so i chucked a cordless phone at his face he started bleeding everywhere and then i saw i had knocked out one of his teeth we both panicked turned out uh turns out it was an extra tooth that he was scheduled to have pulled a few days later but we still had to call my mom and i was still grounded Next one, I was 17 years old and hadn't been driving that long. My car was a super slow Saturn that I stuck a fart can on. And I saw an equally slow Civic with a fart can, so decided to race him. We took off doing 70 down to 35 like idiots when the inco- on the incoming lane, I spotted my dad's car too late i felt like it felt like slow motion when we passed each other and made eye contact i didn't come home for hours hoping he'd forget but when i finally did he was waiting at the kitchen table to take my car keys and ground me for two weeks um i might be like really stupid but what fart Fart can can? okay the only reason i know this is because an 18 year old guy that i used to work with at arby's when i was 18 told me it's this thing have you ever have you ever heard a car that when they press on the gas it's like ridiculously loud of course i have they put a fart can on their muffler to make it that loud that's what it is a bunch of assholes exactly I'm sitting here picturing like a a spray can, like, you know, spray paint, but a spray can that makes farting noise. (laughs) That's what was in my head. And I'm like, wait, how does that work? I don't understand. Oh, yeah, no. No, it's obnoxious. I hate those. Mostly teenagers. They always scare the shit out of me. Yeah, and it's ridiculous and unnecessary and Mm -hmm. just stop it just want attention exactly okay next one when i was 11 years old i put my gel pens in the microwave to defrost them because my teacher had told me the ink was frozen 
Let's just say I had to work an extra extra that summer to get my parents a new microwave. Why would someone tell them the ink was frozen? Um, I'm thinking it's maybe I don't I don't know. I'm thinking maybe they meant something different than actually frozen. Hmm. I don't know. I I kind of didn't understand that one either. Okay, my best friend and I recently got an air rifle. So we were in my back garden one day shooting it at things. We laughed as we banged out a Coke can, a can of Coke and a de- and deodorant. Then we shot a can of shoe polish, which it turns out is flammable. The explosion set fire to my stepdad's shed, and the actual can shot up into the, the air like a missile. Well, this was uh, central London in 1991, and there had recently been some terrorist attacks in the city, so it wasn't long before armed policemen showed up. Oh, no. My goodness. (laughs) That would suck. (laughs) (laughs) My buddies and I got arrested for um, some very foolish and regrettable criminal mischief. We managed to keep it from our parents by getting to the mailbox first to destroy any court notices or letters from lawyers. Well, we thought we were in the clear until the newspaper article with our names came in. out in it. <laughs> Next one. When I was six years old, I spilled grape juice on the tan carpet in our living room. I put a pillow on top of it and laid down on it and vowed that I would stay there the rest of my life <laughs> so my parents would never find out. Well, it lasted about 45 minutes, and my mom was still upset that I got grape juice on the pillow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When I uh, was seven, I had just gotten a pair of uh, quote-unquote heels. They were a block, maybe about a half an inch high. I thought it would be a good idea to fucking tap dance on her glass table. Oh, no. The table was pretty small and had a thick wooden edge. When the table inevitably shattered, I had somehow managed to have both feet on the wood, so I was fine. Ugh. I'd kill my child. Mm-hmm. And my last one, when I was maybe seven or eight, my grandparents were babysitting me and my brothers, and they didn't like one of the kids' shows I watched because it was... Uh, glorifying being rude and disobedient to our parents. So they turned it off. Out of anger, I ran out the front door and around the backyard when I heard them follow me. I went into the back door and hid under a bed. I could hear them knocking on the neighbor's doors in the whole cul-de-sac frantically trying to find me. I knew I was in huge trouble, so my little kid brain decided I would just stay there till I died. (laughs) My older brother... Uh, was maybe nine or ten. He was the only one smart enough to go through the house saying, if you come out, I'll give you some candy. Yeah, I'll still respond to bribery with treats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are my cute stories for the week. It's funny how we think when we're little. Oh my gosh, I know. Don't we're you still so remember stupid. stuff that you st- that you thought when you were little? Like the way that your mind thought? probably if i had enough time to think yeah about it. yeah i mean i just i remember thinking stuff that like it's so stupid now yeah uh-huh. <laughs> all right this week i did ghosts of new york all right isn't you new york a very old state of the united states i think so so that i mean because like ghost stories and stuff in london Mm because london is just old yeah it's like their buildings are older than we can even i know so i think new york 
is out of the United States anyway, is one of the more older yeah. cities. Yeah, so I think you're right. I I think New York is very interesting in that way. Like I like, can't believe how long buildings stay up. I know. It's just amazing I how know. how long. Like I think there's buildings that date back to like 1600. There are in stuff. other countries. There are buildings that are, I mean, they're so old. It's amazing. I mean, and the architecture just has to be impeccable. Oh because yeah, because of it. Well, so, it used to be. Yeah. Nowadays. Well, yeah. It's guarantee. Cheap and, there's a lot of the build. They, they're not going to stand that long. Right. Oh yeah. There's, there's no, no way. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they build them in you know a few months. Right. And, you know, back in the day, it took years. Yeah. For them to build. That's true. Something. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. All right. The historic old Bermuda Inn in New York City, originally built in 1832 as the private residence of the Massaro family, the historic old Bermuda Inn is now a bed and breakfast and an event space. It is also alleged to be haunted. It is believed that the home is haunted by Martha Massaro. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. (laughs) Cameras often malfunction in the room that was hers, and she often locks doors. Guests have also reported seeing the silhouette around the property. Wait, a silhouette? I don't know what silhouette. Would it be of her? I guess. And what's the difference between a silhouette and a shadow person? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't move. Oh, that's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay. The Bowery Hotel in New York City. The Bowery Hotel is well is a well-known spot in downtown New York City that conjures up thoughts of bustling parties and upmarket decor. However, it is also a hot spot for the paranormal. Many believe that the hauntings are a result of the hotel's close proximity to Marble Cemetery. There are frequent reports of poltergeist activity and apparently the elevators go haywire every night at around 1 a.m., going up and down by themselves. Oh, that's weird. I wonder why 1 a.m. I don't know. The Algonquin Hotel in New York City. The Algonquin Hotel first opened in 1902 and is best known for hosting the now infamous roundtable room meetings. This was said to be home of the Vicious Circle, which was made up of writers, actors, and the like. It is believed that several rooms in the Algonquin Hotel are haunted by the spirits of those roundtable room meetings. It has become apparent that whoever the spirits are that live here, they do not approve of structural change because activity has increased substantially following extensive renovations. Uh, Shanley Hotel in Napanock. The Shanley Hotel is actually one of the most famous haunted hotels in New York. This place claims to be so terrifying that guests are asked to sign a waiver before spending the night. Oh, hell no. Throughout the 1920s to the 1960s, there have been a string of deaths at the hotel. There's a huge amount of tragedy here, and many of the deaths that occur are on the property were young children. What? Is that why they had to sign the waiver? Mm-hmm. Or was the waiver because of the ghosts? Because it was haunted? I think it's because it was haunted. Huh. But children died there? That's creepy. Yeah. The Naples Hotel in Naples. 
The Naples Hotel was built in 1895, and over the years, it has built up a reputation for being haunted. One of the most well-known spirits that haunt the hotel belongs to a, a man who killed himself on the third floor and is often seen wandering the hotel. There are also reports of a female ghost named Alice and her two children who are believed to have died in the hotel during the 1900s. Mm -hmm. Erie Mansion in Clyde. If there is one place in New York that really plays up to its haunted reputation, then it is surely the Erie Mansion in Clyde. The house was built back in 1858 and currently has real coffins serving as tables around the hotel. As if that wasn't creepy enough, the 43-room mansion also has several long-standing ghost stories. Before becoming a hotel, Erie Mansion was the residence to several generations of the Eli family, and even they grew up knowing the ghostly tales connected to their home. There have been several suicides on the property, and many say that the former owners are still hanging around. Okay, so, do the coffins still have bodies in it? I doubt it. And would you eat off of an old coffin? Well, <laughs> if there's plates. <laughs> I was going to say if they put, like, a piece of glass over it or something. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, we got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> Allegiance Bed and Breakfast in Mount Morris. The Allegiance Bed and Breakfast is one of the most haunted hotels in New York and has appeared on many different paranormal television shows. Ooh. The second floor of the hotel is said to be haunted by a pair of ghosts known as Karen and Ray. Those who have seen the ghostly pair often say they are tossing an object back and forth between them. Ray is also said to be pretty chatty. Ooh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like an eternal game of catch. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Brambles Inn and Gardens in Potsdam. The Brambles Inn and Gardens dates back to the middle of the 1800s and is one of the most haunted hotels in New York. Guests have been reported encountering an ang angry female spirit who is known to bang on guest doors at night and can also be heard moaning and groaning. Oh, that's creepy. Yes. Moaning and groaning. Ugh. Hotel, and I'm not sure how this is is, is pronounced. Utica? Hmm. Sounds right to me. The Hotel Utica is played host to a number of celebrity ghosts over the years, including Amelia Earhart and President Franklin D. Roosevelt. However, these days it is more well known for its ghosts. One of the most common sightings that is reported by guests and hotel staff alike is referred to affectionately as Tuxedo Man. Ah. Hmm. Bachelor Mansion Inn in Saratoga Springs. The Bachelor Mansion Inn is mostly known for being one of the most stunning examples of architecture that can be seen in Saratoga. It also has a fascinating history. It was originally the home of the Bachelor family, who were a significant part of history in the upstate area. It is believed to be George Bachelor that is haunting the hotel today. St. Paul's Chapel. St. Paul's Chapel has survived a lot of tragedies since its opening in 1766, and its graveyard, which dates to 1697, is said to be haunted by many of its occupants. One of the 17th century graves belongs to the English actor George Frederick Cook, who loved to gamble. 
When he lost all of his money, he sold his head for research, and a headless ghost has been seen wandering the graveyard in a nearby alley where they used where there used to be a theater. He sold his head for research. That's what it says. Wow. That's crazy. So I guess they they did like an advance. Like, <laughs> I would we'll give you money now. I would think But when so. you die, you have to give us your head? I guess once you're dead, so. who cares? Yeah, I mean, and they would have to give you an advance because once you're dead, you don't yeah, want you that can, money. Yeah, you can't spend it, so... Mm-hmm. Tweed me. Courthouse. And I wonder if you could put in your will that you do not want your head cut off. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I, yeah, you can yeah, have give, my head. Give me some money. <laughs> and then go right to your lawyer. Okay, this is the deal. <laughs> I wonder how much a head goes for. I don't know. For science. I wonder if they still do that because I could use some money. <laughs> I really don't think they do that. <laughs> I don't I'm know sure why they would get want my head. of heads without <laughs> buying yours. <laughs> I don't know why they'd want mine anyway. <laughs> like, oh, there's a bunch of cobwebs in here. We pay a shit ton of money for nothing. <laughs> Tweed Courthouse. William Boss Tweed left tales of terror across the city but ironically it's the eponymous courthouse okay where he was sentenced for his crimes that his spirit reportedly likes to revisit hmm. he was sentenced in, sentenced in 1873 and died five years later in prison tweet has been spotted in the courthouse where he was sentenced sentenced and in one instance the night watchman became so frightened by noises and ghostly figures in the corridors that they refused to enter the building holy shit the manhattan well in the winter of 1800 the body of a young woman named gulil gulilma <laughs> why would her parents do that to her oh my gosh what is it gulil gulilma g-u-l-i-e-l M-A. Oh, no. That's bad. Anyway. Hopefully it's a family name. <laughs> anyway, she was found at the bottom of the Manhattan well at oh. what is now 129 Spring Street. The ensuing trial was one of the great scandals of the 19th century in New York. With Levi Weeks, brother of influential builder Ezra Weeks, accused of her murder after he reportedly impregnated and promised to marry her. Weeks retained the city's top attorneys, including Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, and was acquitted despite growing public outrage. What? In 1817, the Manhattan Well was filled in and built over, but it was rediscovered in 1980 and is now home to an outpost of Swedish clothing brand COS. Wow. Hmm. That's crazy. I've never heard of that story. He probably got off because he was rich. Oh, yeah. Fucker. What an asshole. Mulberry Street. During the 19th century, gangs ruled the five points of Lower Manhattan, and in the area we now know as Little Italy, the violent Mulberry Boys wreaked havoc. Many powerful crime families came from Italian immigrants in the area, including the Gambino, Gotti, Bonanno, and Genovese, all of which had headquarters in the area. The most famous mob hit occurred in 1972 
when Columbo mobster Crazy Joe Gallo was shot dead as he dined at the original Umberto's Clam House. Uh, Washington Square Park. Today it's overrun with NYU students and street artists, but long before any New Yorkers moved in, the land that's now Washington Square Park was used as a burial ground. During the yellow fever outbreaks from 1791 to 1821, the city used the land as a mass grave. The park was established in 1827, a year after human remains were accidentally dug up during a parade. Archaeologists have very recently uncovered more human remains below the park. What? Yeah. During a parade? (laughs) Who the fuck is digging during a parade? I don't understand. I have no idea. I think they're doing it wrong. Uh, Empire State Building. Dozens of people have attempted to commit suicide by jumping off the Empire State Building, but one death plagues the tower more than others. In her 2013 book, Ghosts and Murders of Manhattan, Elise Gaynor writes that people have seen a woman appear on the observation deck attired in 1940s period clothing, her lips painted red. Startled, witnesses have reported her muttering about the death of her fiancé in Germany and then throwing herself over the barrier. This could be the ghost of Evelyn McHale, a 23-year-old who leapt to her death in May 1947. She landed on a limousine, and the portrait taking of her corpse atop the crumpled car has been called the most beautiful suicide. Oh, I've seen, have you seen pictures yes, of Yes, I have. It's so sad, too, because she left a note specifically saying, I do not want any services. I don't want a funeral. I do not want anyone to see me. Mm. Oh, and then she's all over. Exactly. Mm. That is like the opposite of what she wanted. Yeah. Radio City Music Hall. Samuel Roxy Rothafel, the impress... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the impresario who was part of the team that created Radio City Music Hall and the man that brought the Rockettes to New York still has a presence at the theater, even though he died in 1936. Usher's report finding his seat down at the end of the night after they put all the others up and other stories tell of his ghost walking to his seat with a stunning woman on his arm. There have also been reports of ghost-like activity in his private apartment in the theater, which is still maintained. And then these next stories are um, like creepy things that have happened in Central Park. Oh, okay. The unsolved murder of a jogger. In September 1995, a 44-year-old jogger named Maria Alves was found dead in Central Park. Investigators believe that she was attacked as she ran on East Drive near Lasker Rink, then pulled down a nearby embankment. Mm. Her attacker sexually assaulted and killed her, and her body was discovered hours later under a bridge near East Drive, face down in a stream. Her killer was never caught. Oh, no. Uh, a potty mouth Elmo with a disgusting or a disturbing past. What? It might be disgusting, too. I don't know. <laughs> It's not uncommon for folks to dress up like various characters and pose with tourists and kids in Central Park for cash. But in the summer of 2012, a man who identified himself as Adam Sandler, not to be confused with the comedian comedian Adam Sandler, why can't I talk, and was dressed up as Sesame Street's Elmo, was arrested when he was caught yelling anti-Semitic 
Semitic statements. Things only got stranger from there when Sandler was discovered to have been deported from Cambodia by local authorities for running an X-rated website called Welcome to Rape Camp. Oh, no. Yeah. Jesus. Central Park's weirdest tour guide comes out at night. On the right night, at the right time, you might get the chance to go on a nighttime tour with Bernard Herman. He is actually musician Barkev Gulasarian, but becomes the bizarre Herman character when leading his haunted New York tours, according to the Village Voice. These one-on-one jaunts through Central Park may or may not involve handcuffs and being blindfolded, and they're cheap. The last one, held around Halloween, apparently cost $9 or 9 pennies and a piece of bedding. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's weird. There's 9 pennies and a sheet. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Take me on tour. <laughs> the so-called suicide cave. The Ramble is 38 acres of serene woodland, and in it is the Ramble Cave, also known as the Indian Cave. The cave has since been sealed, but it was once the site of suicides and other unfortunate events. For example, the Times reported that in 1929, 355 men were arrested for annoying women in Central Park, and the majority of them were doing it at the cave. Well, if men went to jail for annoying women... (laughs) I mean, they would all be locked up. (laughs) There wouldn't be enough room for all of them. Exactly. (laughs) The frankenfish invaded the waters and land of Central Park. The snakehead fish, better known for its ghastly visage as the frankenfish, terrorized Central Park in 2013. Those who chose to fish at Harlem Mirror were warned not to release a captured frankenfish back into the wild, but rather kill it immediately, freeze it, and report your catch, according to New York Times Magazine. While the species mainly eats frogs and crayfish, not people or pets, it is an extremely invasive species not native to New York. They can also breathe air and are capable of surviving out of water for up to four days at a time. So it's an actual breed of fish? Yeah, I guess. And they're not supposed to let it go? No, they're supposed to kill it and then freeze it and then report it. Um, That's fucked up yeah ghostly siblings on ice janet and rosetta van vandervoort are two sisters who supposedly haunt central park so the story goes their father was so protective of his daughters that the only place he let them go alone was to central park pond for ice skating the woman never the woman never married and died months apart of old age in 1880 legend has it you can sometimes catch a glimpse of their ghosts still wearing the same red and purple ensembles they wore decades before skating around the pond. An antique yet loaded weapon. There was an old cannon once operational on British Navy ship HMS Husser in storage in the park's Ramble Shed. The cannon hadn't been used for its intended purpose in over 200 years, but in 2013, crews from the Central Park Conservancy went to clean the antique weapon and found it prepped for battle. According to CBS, they discovered a cannonball, wadding, and about 1.8 pounds of active gunpowder. 
The bomb squad responded and no one was hurt, but prior to storage, the cannon had been on display from the 1860s until 1996. A terrible murder in 1986. On August 26, 1986, 19-year-old Robert Emmett Chambers Jr. strangled 18-year-old Jennifer Levin in Central Park. Her body was found by a passerby riding a bike near the Metropolitan Museum of Art near 5th Avenue and 83rd Street. Chambers was arrested and nicknamed the Preppy Killer for his affluent upbringing and appearance. He was convicted of Levin's murder despite his attempts to claim Levin's death was an accident that stemmed from rough sex. Mm. Yeah, whatever. That was in Central Park? Is that what that said? Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. Do you? Yeah, they went they met at a bar and they said i think i think they said like very out of character she left with him oh and they went to central park and he killed her what a dick exactly so she probably totally trusted him and was like oh he's cute Mm -hmm. and i'll go this once ugh what an asshole the birthplace of the antichrist The Dakota Building, located on 72nd Street in Central Park West, has had over 100 years to accumulate lore. John Lennon was tragically shot and killed by Mark David Chapman in front of the building on December 8, 1980, but he is just one of the many rumored ghosts, along with a young boy and girl that many have claimed to have seen. The Dakota is also where Rosemary and Guy Woodhouse move at the beginning of Roman Polanski's 1968 Antichrist horror flick, Rosemary's Baby. It was called the Bramford in the film. An abandoned hospital with a dark past. The former New York Cancer Hospital sits across the street from the park at 455 Central Park West. In the late 19th century, cancer treatment was not particularly pleasant, so most of the hospital's patients died in a booze and morphine haze, then were disposed of via the grounds crematorium. Later, the hospital became the Towers Nursing Home, but shut down in 1974 after accusations of patient abuse. After years of abandonment, disrepair, rumors of ghosts, and staycations by the drug-addled, The former hospital is now a luxury condo that bears the name of its address. Curbed reports that it is very swank with no creepiness. (laughs) I doubt that. (laughs) The gator that wasn't a gator. There was once a crocodile that temporarily called Central Park home. While early reports suggest the beast was an alligator, it turned out to be a caiman, which is a native which is native to Central and South America, not New York City. The gator was apprehended by a 25-year-old professional gator wrestler from Florida named Tiny or Tina Bailey, according to the New York Times. She suspected someone had smuggled the animal to New York, then released it into the park after it got a bit bigger. That makes more sense than what I was thinking. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, I was just like, okay, how the fuck did that thing oh. get... Because people are stupid. They think yeah. it's cool to have these exotic animals, and then when they get too big or too rough or whatever, yeah. they freak out and they just dump them somewhere. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I do that with snakes a lot. Yeah. It's not cool. Live up to your responsibilities, people. Or at least find out how to safely, you know, get them back to where they need to be. Yeah. Central Park's Tiny Bigfoot. 
Though the original post by writer Nick Redfern has managed to disappear, you can still find it quoted in full floating around the internet. Redfern wrote of a creature spotted in the park by a man named Barry in 1997. Barry said the creature was like a small Bigfoot, only about three feet in height, with rust-colored fur. Redfern met the tale with skepticism, but said Barry consistently stuck to his story and seemingly had nothing to gain from a lie. Whoa. That's That's all I got on New York. All right. This week, I did more... uh, glitch in the matrix stories and you might have to uh excuse me because who knows if i've read any of these before okay my first one when i was in first grade my class went on a field trip to a commercial bakery i remember the entire thing very clearly we saw large machines that mass produce cookies and we were allowed to take one thing home i chose sourdough bread which my teacher said i could eat on the bus but I told her I would rather eat it at home. When I got home, my mom sliced it up for me, and I had it as a snack. It was totally normal. Except, the next day I went to school and told my teacher how much I liked the field trip. She was confused. She said there was no field trip, and we'd never gone to visit a bakery as a class. Nobody in class remembered it, and I was panicked. I remember sobbing because I was so confused and my teacher tried to calm me down. I thought it had just happened the day before, so how could nobody else remember it? Where do you get? Go. It's possible it was just a very vivid dream, but but it hadn't seemed like a dream at all. I could recall every detail and it was all I remembered happening the day before. It's still one of the most confusing things that has ever happened to me. It was as if the day had just been erased for everyone but me. That's weird. It's weird. What about his mom? Did his mom remember anything? I don't... It doesn't say and it seemed that nobody remembered it. Hmm. That's so... And it's so... Again, with the detail. Yeah. How could he imagine something like that? A kid isn't going to know what a bread factory looks like or whatever. Exactly. And that I had sourdough bread. You told me I could eat it on the bus, but I was like, no, I'll wait till I get home. Mom sliced it up. And I mean, that's so detailed. Yeah. It's crazy. Next one, we have a breakfast laid out at work every morning. Just a simple buffet of eggs, bacon, what have you. Nothing huge, and it's really only to feed about a dozen people or so. I am usually one of the first guys from my team to get to work, and the kitchen was deserted as usual. I walked into the little kitchen. There was a ceramic egg tray thing with 12 eggs in it, like the bottom half of an egg carton with a socket for each egg. All the spaces were filled with warm, freshly boiled eggs. I take one, walk over to the garbage bin, shuck the shell, then I walk back over to the food and stop dead. There are 12 eggs in the tray again. Ooh. No one entered the room while I was peeling the thing. I touched the mystery egg. It was the same temperature as the other eggs around it. Not a big thing, nothing major, but something very strange. Given one does not get presented with strange eggs from the parallel universe every day, I peeled that one and ate it too. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. That is weird. What the fuck? I don't know. It's like that one I told a long time ago with the the Chinese food. Yeah. 
That was creepy. Yes. I read that one again this week. Did you? Yeah, I came across it. I was like, what was in the other box? (laughs) (laughs) Next one. My friend used to put up a recurring away message back in the day when everyone had AOL Instant Messenger. She was a Beatles super fan and put up a sentiment from John and Yoko, acorns for peace, quote unquote. Well, one day I was walking around my college campus thinking about it, but failing to remember the full quote. In my mind, I kept thinking, something for peace, something for peace. What the hell is that away message? Right then, some chick on a cell phone walks by me and screams out, acorns. I realize this is not super freaky, but it made my day... at the time it's not every day someone screams acorns in your vicinity at the exact right time (laughs) (laughs) which is weird it is weird next one i got a call from a police officer telling me if i didn't pay some old fines within a week he would arrest me the total was 267 dollars and 63 cents it was about two weeks before christmas so i was really sweating it The very next day, I got a check in the mail for $267.63 for overpaid child support throughout the year. Craziest, most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to me. That's so weird. Is the exact amount that he needed. Oh my God. Insane. Next one, I remember something happening like this to me in elementary school. We would all hang up our book bags on hooks on the wall every morning at the end of the day we would go get them and pack our things to leave one day i went to go get mine and somehow a small loop in my backpack had gone into another small loop on the backpack beside mine like a chain there was literally no possible way this could have happened they were both closed looped pieces of fabric Me and the other book bag owner just stood there for five minutes trying to figure out how how it could have happened. There was no possible way. I ended up cutting my loop to separate them. I still think about it every once in a while. Hmm. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That's so weird. I mean, what the fuck? Okay, next one. I was walking up a hill in Portland, Oregon, and found a pack of American spirits on the ground, only two missing. A week later, in San Francisco, California, I bought a pack of American spirits, and after smoking two, I put the pack on the inside pocket of my jacket. Next time I went to smoke, the pack was gone. Ooh, that's creepy. (laughs) What the fuck? I know! That's so weird. Next one, I was moving into a new apartment where my new roommate had a long-haired orange cat named Floyd. I was taking trips from my car to my room, moving boxes in, and Floyd was outside. Each time I went inside and then came back out to my car, there was another orange cat outside sitting directly next to Floyd. This repeated until there were four total cats (laughs) still sitting in a row watching me. Floyd invited some friends. That's funny. (laughs) Next one. The TV was completely gone because of a storm. My mom playing with the remote, flipping randomly between channels, trying to find anything that still worked. She leaves it on a random channel, puts the remote down, and says, Looks like the satellite's out, to my father. 
Just as she finished the statement, the static cuts out, and clear as day we hear Kelsey Grammer from Frasier say, Not anymore, followed by a laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Next one, one time my wife and I were coming back. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that one for last. That one's creepy. Okay. I have a distinct memory of being in the third grade and checking out a horrible Harry book from the school library. The library had a one-week rental policy, which lined up with my class's schedule of visiting the library once a week. A week passed, and I grabbed the book from the side table of the left side of my bed and brought it to school. I returned the book and got a new one. The next week, I was informed I couldn't check out a new book because my horrible Harry book was late. That night, the book was once again on my side table. I put it in my backpack and returned it again the next day. Then it happened again. I returned the damn book three times, each time finding it in the same spot in my room. Still not sure what happened. Hmm. That's That's weird. weird. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) this one's funny. And kind of long, so bear with me. I was in Savannah, Georgia, visiting my brother, who was stationed there. I was with my friend and my mom, and we were going to this allegedly haunted restaurant called the Old Pink House. Well, my mom tends to mix up words a lot and told me the restaurant was called the Old Pink Lady. So we were driving where I put the Old Pink Lady in the GPS, and we followed it. We were almost at our destination, and all three of us thought it was pretty a pretty weird location. It had brought us to this neighborhood with no businesses or restaurants in sight. Then Siri tells us that we have arrived at our destination, which was just this house in the middle of the neighborhood, no street sign or anything with the word pink in it at all. Suddenly, my friend goes, holy shit, look, and points to our quote-unquote destination. I kid you not, sitting on the porch of this house was an old woman in a bright pink robe. It was incredibly weird, and we were so confused because nothing in our vicinity had the word pink or lady. So my mom calls my sister-in-law, who tells us the restaurant was called the Old Pink House, and not the Old Pink Lady. And my mom laughs at her mistakes, and we reroute and go to the restaurant. (laughs) So it took him to an actual Old Pink Lady? Yeah! Just because they asked you to. <laughs> Find me an old pink lady, please. I'm <laughs> sorry. He's like, okay. Hmm. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Next one. I was lounging in bed with my cat sleeping on my pillow above my head. I got up, kissed my cat, and said, I love you so much. I walked to the kitchen, and my cat was already in there, sitting on the countertop, eating out of his bowl. He was asleep when I left my bedroom and definitely did not pass me in the hallway on my way to the kitchen. It really creeped me out. Now, that story, I don't believe at all. Oh. Because my cat is constantly sneaking behind me somewhere. I'm like, where'd the cat go? And I turn around and it's right there. They, They are so sneaky. Oh, okay. So that one's bullshit. Okay, next one. (laughs) I was driving northbound on I-5 into Seattle at about 3 a.m. 
It was raining very, very hard, and I drove under the convention center in downtown Seattle, which is like a tunnel. When I got out from under the CC, I saw something that made me slam on my brakes and skid to a stop in the middle of the freeway. There were five cars upside down in the middle of the road. I thought I had happened upon a horrible accident, but then I realized that there was not a single person in sight. The cars were completely empty, no headlights on, no cops, no fire trucks, no ambulances, no tow trucks. Then I realized what made me hit the gas and get out of there. Not a single dent was on any of these vehicles. They were all just sitting there upside down in the middle of I-5. It freaked me out to think about ever since and everyone thinks I'm making it up, but that was a glitch if I have ever seen one. I checked the news for days afterwards and couldn't find a report. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Next one, there were four trees in my side yard beside my house for as long as I can remember. I came home from work one day and now there were three. No sign of the tree being removed. I didn't ask a service to remove it. The neighbor didn't remove it and there was no stump. The spot is grown over as if nothing was ever there. This had been bugging me for two months now. I went through p- past pictures, but never had a picture for that area. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Next one, back when I was in fifth grade, I remember sitting in class about to take an exam. It was one of those where the teacher would write down the question and we would all write the answer on our sheet. After about the third question, I started to realize I had already seen these questions in the same order and knew the answers. I honestly remember it being like Groundhog's Day, where I had this deja vu moment like I had already sat through the test on the previous day. I raised my hand and said we had already done these questions, and I got a dumbfounded look from the teacher and classmates. I looked around and like... Seriously, am I the only one realizing this? Oh, really, our teacher says. What's the next answer? I went up and wrote the next several answers that just came to my head. He looked down at the test, verified the board, and then canceled the test. Spent the rest of the afternoon with the teacher and principal being accused of compromising the test. The principal had him go through all of the notes and lesson plans to see if he had briefed the test to by accident in the past. They asked the other kids and nobody else remembered. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. You freaking get in trouble for it. Too. Yeah. It's like just keep your mouth shut and get the right answer. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> all right. Next one. I was walking through a superstore. This one's really weird. I was walking through a superstore. I was just leaving the cereal aisle when a cart filled with groceries cut in front of me. I waited for whoever was pushing the cart to move, but after about 45 seconds, they hadn't budged. I peered around the corner of the aisle to tell the shopper they had just cut me off, but there was nobody there. I pushed the cart away, and everything went dead silent. I walked around the store a bit more, and to my horror, everyone was gone. There were unattended carts scattered around the store and no lines at the checkout, no clerks either. It lasted about five minutes and everything returned to normal. That's creepy. Yeah. I think I would lose my mind if that happened to me. Next one, there's a room in my house that only my twin and I remember. 
It was at the end of the hallway, and we could go in. We would go in every now and then and play. We would forget about it for long periods of time, and then randomly remember it and decide to go in. Our parents never told us not to go in it, but it always felt like we were sneaking in for some reason. One day, we remembered the room and decided to go in, but it wasn't there anymore. It never appeared again, and our parents don't remember it at all. That's weird. That is weird. Oh, this one. This one's insane. I used to float down the stairs when I was little. It almost always happened after I woke up, and it only ever happened uh, once outside of my great-grandma's house. I remember the physical sensation of floating down the stairs. I remember arriving in the living room and people often saying things like, where'd you come from? Or how'd you get down here so quietly? I didn't think much of it when I was really little, but I tried it again when I was six or seven. I didn't usually take afternoon naps at that age, but I had and had a rough night and I needed one. After I woke up, I stood at the top of the steps waiting to float down. Everything was totally different that time, though. There was no weightlessness, no feeling of standing on the other side of a thin veil divided from the rest of the world. No, nothing. So I just walked down the steps by myself and have from that point on. That's weird. It's weird. Okay, and my last one. One time, my wife and I were coming back from a dinner night out. When I opened the door of the house, she was sitting at the computer working, as I usually find her when I get home. Nothing unusual, except she was entering the house with me. I shrugged it off and carried on. What? We went to bed, and I told her I saw her sitting at the computer. She goes dead serious and told me that when I opened the door, she saw herself sitting at the computer working. And neither one of them said a goddamn thing. I mean... Who knows if they had anything to drink at dinner, and they were a little tipsy, maybe, and they were just like, I'm sorry, but if I walk in the house and I see myself already in there, I'm going to fucking flip out. But you don't know what you're going to do. Because if if you really think about it, you'd probably just be like, oh, that's just like my brain, you know, thinking... Oh, I need to do some work. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't think... I don't think so. I don't know. I'd probably run. I would probably <laughs> turn my ass around and run. I and don't not come know. back. I don't know. Those were my glitch stories <laughs> for the week. <laughs> All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did funny vacation stories since it's, you know getting to be summer that time people are going on vacations and stuff so two years ago my husband and i booked a city bus tour to in athens greece we were told to wait in the hotel lobby at 7 a.m and hop onto the bus when it arrived which we did first red flag our guide spoke only portuguese (laughs) second red flag the bus stopped at a port and everyone was herded onto a boat. It turns out that we, two 69-year-olds, had boarded a 12-hour party boat tour of the, and I'm not sure how to say, Aegean, Aegean Islands with the Brazilian tour group. We had no oh ideas God. and very little money, so we decided to stay put instead of getting off at one of the island stops. Drink a few beers and get some sun. Lesson learned. Speak up at the first red flag. That is hilarious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> 12 hour party boat oh my gosh that's funny <laughs> upon arriving at a beach house rental i noticed that it was filthy and proceeded to scrub the toilets floors bathtubs and kitchen cabinets i was so upset that the house was not ready for guests later my family and i discovered that we were supposed to be staying at the house next door <laughs> The two rentals must have shared the same entry key code. I had white glove the wrong place. Oh my gosh, that sucks. <laughs> I had to buy a whole new wardrobe for my toddler after I opened up her suitcase to find that she had replaced all of her clothing with toys. Her explanation, I just want to wanted to play. Aww. Once we returned home, I saw the suitcase's original contents sitting in a big pile on her bedroom floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I got trapped in an elevator alone while on a family cruise and Spider-Man, or rather the maitre d' dressed up for Superman <laughs> or superhero night came to my rescue, ripping open the doors and making a huge scene. The crowd applauded as he helped me escape. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> While snorkeling for the very first time, I had finally gained control of my breathing and started to relax when I saw this black snake-like thing swimming closest close to my chest. I began screaming and quickly swam back to the boat. It was a big relief when the snake turned out to be the belt strap from my life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> During a train ride in Italy, my new husband and I attempted to chat up an elderly couple with the help of our trusty Italian phrase book. <laughs> I practiced the pronunciation for where we are on our honeymoon quietly to myself so I could get it just right. Finally, with much confidence, I exclaimed, Siamo alla puto, alla pato, something. <laughs> Both the man's and the woman's jaws dropped and the blood drained from their faces. Oh, shit. I rechecked the book and realized I had accidentally told this lovely couple that we were horny. From <gasps> then on, my husband held on to the book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so embarrassing. She'd be like, hey, we're horny. <laughs> Probably like, oh, my God, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Good for you. I don't know. TMI. <laughs> During a go kart ride at Disney World in the seventies, my mother and I drove separate cars while my little brother shared a car with my dad. I completed the ride first and walked over to a bridge overlooking the finish line, just in time to see my brother and dad rear end my mother's car. Her Carol Brady style wig popped off her head oh, and into her lap <laughs> right in front of the rows of families waiting to enter the ride. I was mortified, but my mother was laughing so hard she could barely get out of the vehicle. That's <laughs> oh, because she was a good sport about it. Yeah. I would have cried and ran if that was me. <laughs> When I informed my then four-year-old son that our hotel in Texas had a pool, he couldn't have been more excited. After we got off the plane, my in-laws greeted us near a fancy fountain on the airport's main floor. I was chatting with them, and the next thing I know, my son has removed half his clothes and was about to jump into the fountain. He thought it was the hotel pool. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> 
My husband and I crashed a class of 84 high school reunion. People actually thought they remembered us and said they were happy to see us together after all these years. Oh my gosh, that's the best. I love that. When I was a child, one of five, our parents left nothing to chance when preparing for our summer vacation. Lists were made and trunks were packed weeks in advance. On the morning of the trip, a final check was made. When everything was deemed ready, we piled into the station wagon and began the six-hour drive. Then sometime into the trip, our mother realized that something was missing. One of my sisters. We drove back home where my father found her sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Oh my god. She was still on the toilet? She was still on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. After my husband and I were married, my in-laws offered to pay for our honeymoon. Visions of Hawaii or Mexico came to mind. Not quite. They told us we were heading to Disney World. Not only that, but since they'd always wanted to go, they were coming along. Oh, fuck. Turns out, my mother-in-law's two best friends also always wanted to go to Disney World, (laughs) as did their three kids. Not to mention my sister-in-law and her husband. No! I can't say a lot of honeymooning went on. Oh, my God. I would be pissed. I would be so pissed. Who wants to go to Disney World on their honeymoon? No one, and with, like, the entire family, no! (laughs) That's that's horrible. That's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout our tour of an early American bathhouse in Hot Springs, Arkansas, I explained to my four-year-old grandson what people once did there. When he came upon a mannequin at a desk, I told him she was probably writing a letter to her friends telling them about her vacation to Hot Springs. My grandson asked, and then she died and they stuffed her? I was looking forward to the trip to New Orleans my mother and I were taking until we reached the airport. Suddenly, I had a panic attack at the thought of having to fly. Dad, bless his heart, did everything he could to calm my nerves. You know, you're safer in a plane than you are in a car, he reminded me. That reassurance eventually worked. He gave me a loving kiss on the head, then asked my mother, did you buy flight insurance? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> On our trip to California, we visited the Getty Museum. After a while, my bored 10-year-old Nick was flagging. If you're tired, find a place to sit, I told him. I then went back to the portraits. Minutes later, alarms went off and security guards were scrambling. Turns out, Nick had found a place to get comfortable. He'd crawled under a velvet rope into an exhibit and perched on a priceless Louis XIV with his legs up on the armrest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she told him to go sit down somewhere yeah he just did what he was told (laughs) uncle bart was a city boy whose familiarity with wildlife began and ended with pigeons one time he joined us at our cabin in the woods in the evening he opened the door to let our cats in the first cat walked in then the second Bart stood there coaxing the third cat to come, which we found strange. We only had two cats. The third cat was a possum. Oh, no. (laughs) That kind of reminds me. I mean, it's not the same, but it reminds me of what was that movie? That's uh, what I'm adventures in Baby yes, City. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Where she does, she lost her glasses and yeah. she's sitting there, got she, a here, kitty, kitty. Yeah, petting a cat, and it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of too. <laughs> 
We waited online. We waited in line to enter the Space Mountain ride at Disney World alongside a woman and her son. The boy wasn't tall enough to go on the ride, but his mother had a solution. She took a pair of high heels out of her backpack and forced him to wear them. <laughs> oh, no. How <laughs> oh, that's rude. Yeah. Not only that, how could she get away with something like and that? And it's dangerous. If he's not tall enough, yeah, there's a reason. Exactly. Oh my gosh. After a long drive to Canada, Border Patrol agents asked my father the name of us five kids in the back. Dad was so tired that he drew a blank. The brief <laughs> lapse resulted in Dad being hauled in for questioning. <laughs> After convincing them that he hadn't kidnapped us, he was released 15 hours later. Oh my gosh. 15 hours? Oh my, that's The whole time he was like, oh my god, I'm tired. I forgot. <laughs> They're just my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you try remember five kids' names. <laughs> Before our trip to Las Vegas, my husband lost quite a few pounds. This came into play on the airplane. As he was grabbing our overhead luggage, his pants slipped down to his knees. A woman asked, can I help you? <laughs> yes, he said. I'll grab the luggage. You pull up my pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get your own damn Be careful pants. what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, really. Heading toward a family reunion, some of us met up at a Denny's, where we found my uncle digging through the dumpster out back. He finally got out and showed us a wad of napkins. Granny wrapped her teeth up, and I threw them away. <laughs> For the rest of the trip, he was referred to as the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. On a trip with my Florida-based church to support a Blackfeet Nation mission in Montana, I accidentally disturbed a hornet's nest. My zigging and zagging to evade the angry swarm prompted a nickname for me, Dances with Bees. Cut to two years later, and I'm working on another project, this time alongside a missionary from Washington State. As I told the story, he suddenly stopped and said, Your dances with bees. I heard about you on a fishing trip in Idaho. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's embarrassing. When my sister's friend Stephanie was caught texting WTF, she had to think fast. It means with the family, she told her mother. (laughs) Mom, a social media newbie, bought it. A few months later, their family took a vacation to Paris, where Stephanie's mom gushed, I can't believe all these Facebook likes I'm getting about our trip. (laughs) Why? What are you saying? Stephanie asked. Nothing special. In Paris, WTF. That's funny. Aw, moms. I know. Are we going to be like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they say... I think I'm already like that. I am too. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know half of it. I seriously was reading, I think it was embarrassing moments on, you know, I was trying to find some. Uh Uh-huh. And there was one that I... I didn't understand. It was like a different language. Oh. It was like a bunch of letters. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I had to just skip it. So yeah, I'm totally like that. That still it reminds me of that story about Jeff. Um, oh, in the- <laughs> yeah. In so the- <laughs> my friend Jeff, for a very, very short while, he uh, was an Uber driver. <laughs> and he's he's older than me. So he's like... He's in his 50s. Okay. (laughs) And he's driving these 
uh like 20 something year olds around <laughs> i still and he said <laughs> i still can't believe this they were talking in the back seat and one of them you know told a joke or something and they all started going lol 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 that is it's not of actually laughing. no he, said he never heard anything <laughs> so stupid in his life it's because they are they are humaning wrong that's my new word for the week humaning humaning that's a thing because they're doing it wrong no 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 i look at him i was like you're not serious right i mean if if it wasn't coming from you i would not believe that at all at all because that is they're doing it wrong it's just that's ridiculous it's horrifying it is, is what it is it is <laughs> okay it's our old lady rant <laughs> damn kids <laughs> During our trip to the Vatican, we had tickets to see the Pope say Mass, and my five-year-old daughter was extremely excited. Sadly, she fell asleep before he came out and didn't wake up until the event had ended. When she did, the first thing she asked was, did I miss the pimp? (laughs) Okay, first of all, what does a five-year-old know? Seriously. Where do they know the word pimp from? (laughs) That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's, funny. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, email us your stories. We want to hear them. Anything. Um, scary, funny, anything. We want to hear it. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook. You can also rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.